This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Happy Christmas, everybody. Ipswich are not going to be top on Christmas Day. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Craig, have you got home from Wickham? Ho, ho, home. Yes, I have got (laughs) home from Wickham, just about. I think everyone was in the same boat yesterday, unfortunately, not being able to get the boat. Um, Yeah, horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Gridlocked for an hour and a half after the match, at least, I think. Get get the moaning. Anything you want to moan about, Dave? Your computer's bust today? Yeah, computer bust, but I've got it semi-sorted out. But um, no, not really. Only that George, my, my lab was at, was at university in Wickham, so I know I, I share your frustration with the traffic around there. It is <laughs> shite. Shite. Well. And so so was the result, Summer. Wasn't well, I suppose um, a, a nice... Nice back down to earth after a seven games unbeaten, Craig. I, I, I guess. Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, hopefully we can just be a little bit more level headed. We didn't want to be doing this podcast about six o'clock, seven o'clock yesterday evening. But um, you know, well, you still have been, been in the car, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll never have much signal in, in Wickham either. Five minutes from the ground, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ply- Plymouth have had their own blip, haven't they? They hadn't won in a few games before yesterday, so it's going to happen. Um, just got to make sure it doesn't happen too often, don't we? You agree with that, Dave? Yeah, I think so. It was always going to be, I know it's an old cliche, always going to be difficult. You know what you're going to get there and probably, let's face it, our re- well, you were there as well last year, weren't you? Our result there last season was perhaps a little bit of an anomaly, probably. But um, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be tough. You know, you had two of your, two of your back four, your regular back four out. Um, obviously, Donassian and, and Wolfenden. So, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a blow when, well, we, we weren't surprised about Donassian, but we're hearing all sorts of stories about Wolfenden in the week um, going from like six months, for God's sake. So, hopefully, it's, I don't <laughs> think it's not that. I think McKenna's played that down. But, yeah, it, it was, uh, um, yeah, that that certainly was a, was a bit of a blow. What's the latest on Wolfenden then, Dave? I don't know. I think he said not too serious, didn't he, Craig? I think he said, um, and Danassi, and also, I believe I saw that not yeah. too serious with, I 
guess it didn't indicate whether they'd be out for the Christmas period. So I think Danassian was sooner than Wolfenden, and Wolfenden might miss one or two more. Yeah, I think was I pretty think much. That was, that was the gist, but, but it's, you know, it's another. It's over <laughs> today, isn't it? Boxing Day, so it's it is, yeah, week but, tomorrow, isn't it? Boxing Day, yeah, so and, and, a, you know, our players just fine. seem to they they kind of play it down quite well with injuries because sort of Evans suddenly appears on the bench and gets some minutes out of necessity yesterday, probably, but he suddenly appears and and gets some minutes, albeit look perhaps a little bit a little bit rusty, but he's got some minutes in his uh, in its legs, which can only be a can only be a good thing. Yeah. Well, should, should we get should we get straight into this um, then? Let's <laughs> say some hellos in the chat. Uh, Veronica, Max, David, um, MW, Eric, Matt, Dan, Gary, Charlie. Oh. Thank you all for joining us. Um, <clears throat> we'll do some questions. We'll do the Wicker match. Then we'll do a bit on League One. Then we'll do some questions after that. But keep the keep the chat going because if stuff pops up, we'll that's pertinent to the chat. We'll, we'll put it up on the screen for. The guys to look at, and of course, if you're watching right now, do hit the like button to get us to reach as many people as possible. Um, certain people, as you've already mentioned, didn't reach Wickham yesterday, um, including two of our centre-backs. A little bit of a change of shape. Um, let me bang through the team here. You've already mentioned the key things, Dave, but uh, Walton in goal. So Leif Davis and Kane Vincent Young in a back four. Richard Keogh, head it, kick it, and Burgess are the centre-backs. We're still with a midfield pair, given the injuries um, of Sammy Morsey and Cam Humphreys. Uh, a 4-2-3-1 shape then. So Burns front right, Chaplin 10, Jackson front left, Freddie Ladak <coughs> up top. What's your take on that selection, David? Uh, yeah, um, perhaps a slight surprise that Luco didn't start after being very, very good for what seventy odd minutes last week. But again, I guess they're sort of nursing him, nursing him back in. I mean, other than that, um, yeah, I think there was general surprise at Keogh perhaps starting over Edmondson. But then subsequently, we learn also that perhaps Edmondson didn't train, had some sort of um, small injury last week and didn't train for two or three days. There was quite a lot of, I think, surprise at kickoff that Keogh started. But like I said, subsequently, perhaps, um, you know, the manager cleared cleared that one up. Um, other than that, yeah, no, no surprise, no, no great surprises, really. I think you knew what you knew what was coming, I think. There it is. There yeah. it is. Who had five past eight? Who had five past eight? <laughs> you knew what was um, you knew what was coming. And um, that's, that's completely funny. That must be strictly Spanish now. That's why. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you knew what was you know what was getting what was, what was coming. Yeah, throwing me off my stride there. Do you want to it give us your thoughts on the Ipswich team then, Craig? Yeah, it was pretty much as sort of Jay said. Once we found out what had happened with the players that weren't in, it's pretty much needs must, wasn't it? I think in terms of who ended up playing, Luco was probably as Dave says been. Just we're just being careful with him, having done a, a good chunk of um, last match's game to do it twice in a space of weeks, probably asking too much. Um, and then with Keogh playing instead of Edmondson, who played very well when he came on actually at half time. Um, but yeah, that was they were. You look, you look at the bench. It was a nicely balanced bench actually. I thought we, we yeah, pretty me, much covered all eventualities. Up, Craig, so yeah, yeah. Plaggy Lee uh, had me uh, Luco Edwards. 
the return of Evans and um, Edmondson, if you want to yeah. elaborate so a bit more, especially on Evans coming back. That's great news. Yeah, well, you sort of covered all bases on the, on the bench, hadn't you? You've got a, you got a fullback, you've got centre-half, you've got centre midfielder, you've got a number 10, you've got a winger, and you've got a striker and a goalie. So, you know, you pretty much have got to the point where you covered all eventualities, but probably none of them were potentially ready or ripe to be starting the match. So that probably explains why... Um, well, we had to do what we had to do. Um, and, yeah, just a little bit about Harness was also there with the guy yesterday, and he mm. was warming up initially by himself, but then he, he um, joined in with the subs doing their, um, you know, roundals and chasing round each other and all that stuff. And he looked back to shop, back to max sharpness pretty much. Yes. So I'd imagine he'll be maybe on the bench again um, at Boxing, or maybe on the bench with the other returning injuries on uh, Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah, we'll I, have a I look think... at the schedule, Dave, um, and try and figure out how those guys are going to be um, dripped in. But sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean, did you, did you think, Craig, yesterday, from what I saw, that perhaps not a game too far for Humphreys, who's been absolutely brilliant, but perhaps physically it was a bit, we lacked a bit in there. I mean, I think, well, you yeah. obviously, perhaps you'll describe the goal, but I think, yeah, okay, we, the defence didn't, didn't cover themselves, but yeah, he was pretty out-muscled there, wasn't it? So I'm not saying it's a game too far because, you know, he's still... You know, from what I saw, putting one or two brilliant balls as he always did, great cross for Edmonton, which perhaps he should have done better with. But um, yeah, perhaps we missed a bit of physicality in there yesterday. I think we did second half against Fleetwood as well. Um, yeah. I think that sort of started there, didn't it? And yesterday, yeah, he was he was pretty anonymous um, yeah. for the match. But but thankfully, Morsey was putting oh, in you know two was, people's two people's shifts yesterday. He, he was, was a one man centre midfield yesterday. Absolutely he was superb, wasn't he? Immense, yeah. Yeah. Right, let's have a look at this um, Wickham lineup because, I mean, to be fair to them, they've got players missing themselves yeah. and people covering. Uh, Strychek, who um, Craig's probably going to tell us, he's been very decent in goal for them, hasn't he? Um, McCarthy and Abita, the fullbacks, where they were maybe a little bit light, was Grimmer doesn't normally play centre half. Um, I always remember Dave picking out Alfie Mawson for Barnsley yeah, on yeah. day one of the 20. 15 season and then in, in being sold for about 15 million quid. Swansea. Yeah. yeah. A couple of years later. That's yeah, weird. Shout, um, yeah. But when I, when I look at these names, I do think experience and played in chat. I see Lewis Wing and Josh Schoen. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They go for a certain profile, don't they? Um, David Wheeler, Gareth McClary. Right. I have on good authority that Anes Mameti was watched by a scout from a team yesterday and you would never guess who the team was, but I'll tell you off air um, anyway. And Brandon Hanlon uh, up top. Um, I mean, look, we always go for the know-what-you're-going-to-get story with Wickham, don't we, Craig? But very much in a Neil Warnock-type way, Ainsworth does let flair players play and they do have that threat um, in the front four, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, but it's it's very much, you know, as you expect. There's there's not a lot of um fanning around with it, shall we say, in the back <laughs> four. Um it's it's straight up the middle of the pitch. Although um um Ainsworth was getting very annoyed with Strychek in the fact that he he was hitting it straight in the middle of the pitch rather than towards the corners of the pitch. Uh, in the second half, he was doing his nut every time that he uh, got the ball and punted it uh, towards Christian Walton rather than towards the sides. Um Funnily enough, I was chatting to two or three of their fans actually before the match, um, mm. and they were all of the similar opinion in that they were they're a, you know, a mid-table League One team that's not going anywhere anytime soon, and 
they were all pretty much getting bored of um, Ainsworth football, really. It's a bit like um, dear old Mick. You know, it's all very well winning ugly, but when you stop winning, it's just ugly, isn't it? And I think that's where their their sort of fan base is, is sort of at, and it's showing with their attendances. You know, there wasn't many people there yesterday, and, they, and the guys that I was talking to just said they couldn't see where and how that was ever going to, you know, increase because it's just, you know, it's not attractive and it's not winning at the moment, so it's difficult to... Get, uh, get a Tell you what, out. though, they're not a million miles off the playoffs, are they? No. And Dave, they're not a million miles off being able to win six games out of eight at home, are they? Do you know no, I, mean? I don't think. I don't think so. Conversely, what you said earlier, look from again from what I saw of it yesterday. We, you know, we played Mamet pretty well, actually. He didn't. I didn't think he was too too involved at all, really. That can happen with a ten, though, can't it, Dave? It mm. can get a bit clogged up yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The space he did. He was trying to drift out wide and do bits and pieces, but it didn't really come off to him. He was he was he was well handled by um, Vincent Young in the main. Yeah. Um, do you want to take us through? Um, maybe if you do the main business, Craig, and then Dave can <laughs> respond. Um, do you want to just take us through the first half, the pattern, and um, and then then the goal, really, which we'll have to um, sort of. <laughs> unfortunately going to detail them yeah yeah yeah, sure well they said the first probably 10 minutes quarter of an hour not an awful lot happened it took us a while to get into the game um they were pressing pretty high up the pitch you know goal kicks they had three or four of their guys on the edge of the area uh, ready to intercept our short um short goal kicks and Walton a couple of times tried to dink it over out that first line into into midfield um without much success but on the two or three occasions we did manage to break through their press, you know, it was only one or two passes and we were through them. Or I think a driving run by Vincent Young on one occasion and also another immense one from Morsey. He must have run about 50, 60 yards with the ball. Um, once to Ladapo. Um, I think Vincent Young one was to Ladapo and he, he hit it over. Left foot. Left foot, that's the one. And Morsey slipped it through to Burns who couldn't then pick anybody out with his, um, with his cross. So, you know, we were sort of growing more into the game and getting past their um, there was press. A, there was a great move. Went, um, I think the ball was played into into Jackson. He did a really nice flick to Morsey, who played mm. in Chaplin, and he's usually deadly from there, isn't he? But he just yeah. scuffed that, it sort we, of thing. Just that, was say, one, that was our one big Craig, chance. We were, of, that was a one we big were, chance That was the, the one. That, that came one. up on the screens where I was, and we had a conversation exactly what you just said. It seems Chaplin sometimes, and I mean, Dave, you're far better footballer than me, so you might have an idea on this. He either seems to arrow it right into the corner <laughs> yeah. or stuff it. Yeah, no, it's, nothing, it's, yeah. nothing in between. Do you yeah, agree? when he when he does finish, he finishes yeah. properly, as we've seen. You know, the Buxton goals, um, even the one last well, not a header, but the one last Saturday. Yeah, odd, really odd. Yeah, I think he seemed to. I mean, almost it was such a good move. It was a great opportunity. He almost seemed to get a bit overexcited and snatch at it. To be fair, he just once, seemed to unlike last Saturday, he didn't go cold. You know, he didn't go cold and sort of you know hit through it. He just yeah, weird. And he was a lot closer because obviously we're at the far end um, from that from that chance. Um, but it, as you're right, Sadie, it was a lovely move. But it, and this is probably significant when we talk about the match in general later. It was all one touch. The ball from Burgess oh, was into Jackson. It was one touch into Morsey. It was one touch into Chaplin. It was a first time shot. And that's how, on the rare occasion we were getting through them, is how we were getting through them is by mm. virtue of doing it just slightly quicker. But yeah, I think Chaplin. It was just a real powder puff sort of. Pass yeah. when it's straight straight yeah. to strike check. It wasn't any normally arrows him in, doesn't he? Arrows him into corners yeah. or at least hits him with a bit of pace. But yeah, that yeah. was and that was it. It's, that was pretty much our our one big chance of the match, unfortunately. Um, 
Do you want to take us through the goal then, Craig? And I'm sure we'll no. get some comments on this. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's horrible. It's a horrible goal. It? Yeah, it is a horrible. And it comes from nothing. And you, you and you watch it on the on the replays, and you can like freeze frame it at the point whereby the ball's fed into um Hanlon, isn't it? It scores it in the end. Mm. And he's well, he's coming around. short, Craig. Presumably, to touch. just just knock it off and get himself in the box, right? His first yeah, he's, touch. He's, he's, he's coming poor. short for it, you know, thirty-five <laughs> yards out on the angle. And you should say, Dave, his first touch is poor, so it ends up being a fifty-fifty with Humphreys, which mm. he wins. Yeah, and then, and then he sort of turns, and Humphreys pretty much just ushers him into the into the penalty but, area. But he's just not Craig, strong enough sorry, to. It, sorry to interrupt. Knock him Humphreys off does that thing where he does the worst possible... Love Humphreys, by the way, but we've all been there, where you should now pass him on. The worst thing you can do is try and keep... Because you actually then get in the head... and Everyone else is backing off. Yeah. Of who is who is going to come and tackle next, yeah. don't you? So he was in a horrible position. And um, I'm sure you're going to describe Burgess's attempted tackling not too much yeah. glory. But if that had been a straight one-on-one, I think... He'd have made a better fist of that. Do you know what I'm saying, Craig? Yeah, very possibly because he he got the wrong side of him, but wasn't strong enough to get either pull him down or get the right side of him and make everyone's mind up. If you know what and I mean. It, and exactly where Evans Evans would have Evans would have yeah. given Evans would have just bought the foul there. It had just yeah. How close just to the edge of the, the box team. was he at the point where he could have pulled the shirt? He probably wasn't inside the box. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't have thought. But so, so you take, right. take the free kick. Yeah. The original. Yeah. The original challenge by Humphreys put Evans in that situation. If he doesn't win the ball, he he, he just takes a foul. He just fails. Yeah. Yeah. He's stronger. Yeah. Yeah. He's stronger, isn't he? He's just a yeah. stronger player. But yeah. as, you, as you say, but once he's inside the area, and it's not the most elaborate of shimmies that sends Burgess off for a ball for a wizard so, in the in what? the. In the Burgess stands. always almost seems to commit himself before he he doesn't really have yeah. to do a lot. Burgess sort of like yeah. throws all his weight to his left, trying to anticipate what Hanlon's going to do. It's a, it's a it's an odd one. It's a really odd and good finish yeah. keeps him keeps. But yeah, so once he's in, he's got the he's got the rhythm momentum. going. Momentum, going. yeah, that's it. Horrible yeah. But, goal. But, oh. And that was that was pretty much it from them. You know, first half and and second half, and it, it literally just came out of absolutely nowhere. And so you can. Freeze frame it when he collects the ball initially, and he's surrounded by what three or four town players with his back to goal, 35, 40 yards out. And you think, well, in about three seconds' time, he's slotting it past Christian Walton. Are we in, are we in two things can be true, Dave? Um, territory well played, son, good goal, crap defended. Both true, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think so, yeah. I think so, to be fair. It's a strong, it is a strong run, but yeah, should have been perhaps nipped in the bud, let's say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what's your kind of summations of the first half as a whole, then, Craig? Before we, because we got um, substitutions and whatnot to get to in the second half. Yeah, well, the, the feeling from from, from mine, I say I was there with my boy Oscar, and we we both thought we were going to still going to win it. You know, we we went one nil down last time, didn't we? When we played them, and you know, the chances we had created were half decent chances. You just thought, well, if we can get an early goal second half, then there's no reason at all to think that we can't. Do the same again. I say Wickham offered offered nothing. Um, we hadn't really, you know, peppered their goal. Now, don't get me wrong, but we were making half decent chances. There's no reason to suggest that wouldn't continue. But unfortunately, it was just more a bit more huff and puff second half. Sadly, I can give you half time numbers. Actually, um, nine shots to six, sixty six percent to thirty five. Um, yeah, a head in corners, even a head in aerials one, um, strangely, which you wouldn't think against uh, Wigan. Yeah. But yeah, it, feel, it feels like they, they had their chance, they took their chance and they 
held on to the goal. Dave, yeah. anything more on, on the first half? No, I don't think so. No, I think Craig sort of summed it up pretty well. I mean, I don't think we were that bad, were we? And they, you know, one bit, well, as Craig said, it wasn't even a chance really for them. Well, it shouldn't have been a chance, but um, pretty much the only sort of real attempt of any note they had, they score and yeah, I know. I know. We came back from last year. We were one 0 down last year, but we scored. I think we scored pretty quite early on after that, didn't we? Equaliser, I think. And yeah, you know, they've got that to hold on to, and it's going to be. It is going to be going to be difficult. But like Craig said, that you know, at half time, <clears throat> I was still fairly confident that we weren't going to get beat any at least. So um, we get this half time substitution. Uh, Keo out. Um, Edmondson in. What was what was the deal with that one, Craig? Uh, it transpires that Keogh had taken a knock. He'd got kicked on the calf or felt his calf. So it was more of a um, precautionary thing to make sure it, before it went properly sort of thing. But I say Edmondson come on and he, he did absolutely fine. He he took on the – he played the wolf in the role more than Keogh would play the wolf in the role, if you know what I mean. He he was breaking forward quite a lot with the ball, albeit with a little bit more panic in his eyes when he did it. Um, but, yeah, he, he did perfectly well because, say, they really didn't offer anything from an attacking perspective. So it was very much – um, that channel that a lot of our attacks were coming through, they were just standing off and letting letting him have the ball. And it was more, the onus was therefore on us to create something. But as we sort of found out in the last few weeks, once teams start to sort of sit in and, and uh, as we find out, you know, th- these teams are very well um, drilled and defense, from a defensive positioning and, and set-up perspective, once they're set in and, and settled, we, we, we struggle to break them down, don't we? And Wickham are one of the best at, that as I literally saw Wickham defend for 90 minutes of a playoff semi-final and get through to the final, you know, against a very good MK um, side. Um, And as you say, Ben, you know, we had a lot of corners, but against Wickham, you can have as many corners as you want, can't you? Yeah, they're very good on the on the old set plays. Um, Evans in on 62, Edwards and Aluko as well. Which take on the subs, Dave? Yeah, I think it needed it at the time. It needed needed freshening up. Um, as I said, brilliant, perhaps slightly unexpected, but brilliant to see Evans. Um, yeah. Evans back. I think Edwards, as we know, can be that impact. Can be frustrating, but perhaps is more of an impact player. I think from the from the bench and yeah, you know, once or twice yesterday, he's capable, and you just see with Edwards, you know, he's he'll sort of drop his shoulder and ping a ball, and you think, yeah, go on, you know, just just you know take it on and, you know, get hold of the ball, commit your defender and stuff. He's just a bit, bit of an enigma, Edwards. He's, I really, I really like him. I think he's, I think he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a player. I think that, you know, with confidence can be, and, you know, he's important for us, can be, be a great player for us, but can be frustrating at times. But yeah. And Luco, I think, yeah, Luco again, another, you know, experienced guy come, comes off the bench. You think someone who he'll be able to put his foot on the ball and pick a pass. And he, and he did once or twice to be fair, but yeah, ultimately, just not our day, was it? Uh, and what about the the sort of failings in terms of the attacking patterns, Craig? How? What, I mean, is it as straightforward as um, it being a stacked defence, or is there any, anything more to it? Um, well, I say we just we just didn't do in the second half. Certainly, we just didn't do things quick enough to my eyes. I said when I referenced the the chance that Chaplin had in, that, in the first half, it was all. One touch football, you know. Um, but I appreciate if they're sat in his little bit more difficult. But you know, Dave says about Edwards. Edwards had the ball a few times and jinked past players a couple of times. But his final ball and his his final shot were 
textbook Edwards that we've seen more often than not, unfortunately. Um, Aluko was was very deep. Um, he was sort of taking on the David McGoldrick playmaker role by picking it off the back four rather than more, more, doing more it. from him in about fifteen yeah. minutes. By the way, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, about. absolutely. Um, so yeah, because there was a there was a big gaping hole um, just behind Ladapo and in front of Morsey, which was there from the first half. But and we thought, well, if Aluka comes on, he'll sit very nicely in that hole. But he just seemed to drop. Um, deep looking for the ball rather than um, sitting in that hole and looking to pick a pass a bit further up the pitch. But as I say, we, we sort of huffed and puffed. We kept the ball, but there was no real um, attacking threat. Aluko slipped in Ladapo in a very similar position yep. to his Plymouth, very, very similar that, looking um, chance to his Plymouth one, if, albeit oh, a bit that, closer. That perfect chip into the corner against Plymouth. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, yeah. It was Off weird. It was exactly and the, and the... the same, wasn't it? It was exactly yeah. the same. But yeah, um, but no, unfortunately, Luke saved it. He did, he did. He got a tiny little <laughs> touch on it. It was, it was right where we were, where we were stood, and yeah. um, he managed to get his his frame off the ground to. Uh, tip it I, I didn't, I didn't think our final ball again. Our final ball wasn't that great yesterday when no. we did get in good positions. It wasn't, was it? And I think um, I know, I know what you said about <clears throat> you know Wickham defending corners. I don't think Davis corners are quite as good as they sometimes are yesterday either. It was a couple where you know quite easy for the keeper just to come and catch and stuff. So, just but what we also sorry, what we also what we also found was you talking about crosses and final balls is that. They were chucking themselves in the way of everything. You know, they were stopping our crosses. They were yeah. stopping our shots from 18, 20 yards out. It was hitting their player just inside the penalty area, whereas we're not great at stopping um, opposition's crosses or chucking our way, do the dirty, dirty defending part of the game. You know, it's I've just got the numbers, actually, Craig, um, which will back up exactly. They're very good for Wickham's head at kick it. Look at that. 12 interceptions, nine blocks, 24 clearances, wow. six keeper saves. So... The actual last line of defence was obviously, and they're they're happy to do that, aren't they? In terms of, you know, they're they're deep, they're they're ready to take the hit, and there's often two rows of it as well, which is um, very helpful in terms of getting blocks off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they just they said, and it was the worst team we could have come up against. You know, them having one half, not even half chance scoring from it, and then sitting in. Yeah. We could have been there too today, and they were without one of their centre halves as well. When they tapped Zoli, he wasn't he wasn't there either, was he? Yeah, and he's a yeah. huge threat the other end. Yeah, look, you know with Ainsworth, well. they're they're just well organised, aren't they? And but not to do them a total disservice, as Ben said, they have got some fair players. They've got some players that can that can play. But yeah, it was it was textbook Wickham, wasn't it? Well, Dave, when we when we've come up against Warnock during the span of the pod, we've almost talked about the team being split down the middle a little bit and you'll have some stoppers in midfield and often that half kind of the only interaction they have with the other half is trying to get the ball to them quickly but then there would always be a dribbler who well we're going to get the ball to you fast go go run at players take shots you know and all, all that type of stuff yeah well, it's yeah, like I said, just I think I've been watching it, not and obviously not being there, and having the added frustration of the car journey, but at least getting out of Wickham, yeah, a very very frustrating afternoon, I'd say. But then you listen to McKenna, and he said, "Look, we pretty much played it perfectly. They, yeah, we completely nullified them. We controlled the game, which we did, albeit forty yards away from their their goal. And you can argue, did we control it or did they control it? <laughs> no, they they we controlled the game from forty yards out. They controlled us and just kept us at." arm's length 40 yards out. 
this goes back to my Shrewsbury game I talk about a hell of a lot, where would you rather have a process in place that appears viable for the long term, or would you rather kind of win 3-0 with a couple of counter-attack goals and they get a bloke sent off and you're like, oh, where's, where's all this going? Anyway, let me do the numbers properly, because uh, what I will say is, um, and I looked into this yesterday, it's not as mental as some of the other ones where, where you look and it's, They've got 0.1 XG or something, and you've got 2.7, and it's it's not it's not almost as bad as the ones against, uh, say, Lincoln at home. That's probably the worst one, isn't it? Where it's like one chance and then 50 Cheltenham shots, maybe. or Cheltenham yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but 19 shots to nine. It's only four <laughs> shots to two on target, um, and the XG is. And f- that for us is actually low, 1.03 on the XG, and in open play. 0.8 so um either from what you're saying Dave um I mean it's a combination of what both of you are saying actually in terms of the attacking play not being quite sharp and them defending that well I don't look at that and go oh god how unlucky were we horrible smashing yeah, 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 yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't feel totally like one of no. one of those no. does it no, no it wasn't it wasn't and you can tell by virtue we've had 19 shots on our XG's one so yeah, that yes. sort of tells you the quality the of the quality, shots, the yeah. chances that we we're having. Yeah, exactly. It was just you know, huff and puff day, unfortunately. No, I think I think a lot was down to them. They did defend. They were resolute. They defended well, didn't they? Should yeah. we raise the mood, guys? Go. Let's raise the mood. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And we're going to do the Blue Monday Christmas giveaway. Are you ready for this? And I've got to read the. You're not ready for this, right? Are you all listening in the chat? Because we are giving away. Thank you to Mikey, isn't it, and Richard? Um, FIFA 23 on Xbox One. 
So you can win yourself FIFA 23, or if that's not your bag, we'll give you two free passes um, for our Telegram group for the rest of the season. Worth um, its weight so, in gold. I got this new blooming phone though, and I need to put the Telegram app on it. So I will be back in the Telegram group soon, but I'm just enjoying not having any social media apps <laughs> on my phone for a week or two, which is kind of kind oh, of. You should fun. see what people are talking about. You're saying, about oh yeah, and why you're not there? Right. Drop so this. if you want to win the, um, can I pronounce this? The Cripswich Kringle, which um, we did all. That's Richard's not just to blame for that. That's that's all that's all of our doing, isn't it? Then what you need to do is you need to identify um is it one or both of these um either. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you can show off and do both. Email your answer to Blue Monday ITFC at gmail.com, and that's by midnight on Christmas Eve. And of course, you're gonna have to watch the pod, Dave, because I'm gonna put the picture up very very soon please don't yell the answers out in the chat well you can but you're not going to win from there um but are you ready everybody this is the uh crib switch kringle and we need you to to win a copy of fifa 23 here oh ah he's killing him back he's killing him back He's he's, 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 he's had a quiet afternoon, hasn't he? So there is the Cripswich Kringle. Dave, I'm going to keep it up there. A couple of very (laughs) handsome fellas in there, Dave. They are indeed. I I think you missed out. You can also, um, we're also going to give you Rich's home address, answers on a postcard through um, (laughs) old um, goal of the month, match of the day, (laughs) Stiley. Sorry, Rich. No, no, that was a joke. (laughs) So who is the Cripswich Kringle? I'll leave it up a little while longer. Uh, to win, Kylian Mbappe in FIFA 23. Don't win Kylian Mbappe. If you do, can you donate him to our football team, please? Um, and we will announce the winner on Boxing Day ahead of Oxford. Okay. So I think I've left that the up there the long looks, enough. The one on the left looks like John Daly, the golfer. I'm sure it might be, actually. Maybe it is. And if oh, you want to, they've, they've, they've both got Christmas links in their names. Oh, well. oh. have they now, Craig? Oh, hey, oh, oh there's a, ooh. there's a little bit of a little bit of a yeah. clue going in there. So yeah, get hit. your answers emailed. Blue Monday, ITFC at gmail.com. It's probably on the on the ticker at the end with all our socials. Um, so Rud- Rudolph Austin. Yeah. No, um, FIFA, by the way, can only be won by someone in the UK in terms of us getting it to you um, as well. So that is the uh, Cripswich Kringle. Um, there'll be more of this um, if we do a midweek show as well. It's, hopefully no one's answered this. Oh, goodness me. We've got some Christmas presents in here. Nathan um, has super chatted. Thirty ninety nine Aussie dollars. Um, thank you so so much, Nathan. Mate, from Nathan Melbourne. Brilliant, mate. Have a great Christmas all. Have a beer on me. Thank you hmm. so so much, Nathan. That's really really kind. And of course, our good friend David. David has um, donated fifty euros. <laughs> David, your your kindness is um, absurd. Thank you, everybody, to who um, does support these. Will always be free. You can support by simply hitting the thumbs up button. We do have to pay for the StreamYard tech and the Telegram stuff and to get Dave's computer fixed and um, 
Honestly, get the Ethernet cable. <laughs> I tell you what, Craig, I was hoping Ben Southgate from Oz might be on the call tonight so we can quiz him on that unbelievable cricket match last week. Well, yes, yeah, so that and also the test match was over in two days. So everyone's in a bloody hurry over in Australia at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> no yeah. idea what you're talking about. No, <laughs> no. 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 If you talk no, about no. League One, guys, if you've got Go questions, we'll do them after we've talked about League One. I'll do my normal bang through. And if you want to pick out. Um, a game. I will come to both of you lovely chaps um, there after. It wasn't terrible in terms of postponements. We've got a fair few ex-Premier League teams with undersoil heating, haven't we? I did feel a little bit not good about Fleetwood having a pitch inspection at midday when they've got Cambridge fans um, coming up there. But yeah, I can't that's, that's not good, is it? No, hopefully those Cambridge fans who went will get some kind of um, <coughs> compensation. I just want to, this is amusing. Well, I is the, recompense, the recompense was they didn't have to spend the day in Fleetwood. Well, that much. Have you been to Fleetwood? Craig, you must have been, haven't you? Yeah. Been there, done it. That's the wrong load of fixtures, isn't it? That's Boxing Day. We can talk about yeah. that in a little oh, bit. Give us those results. I'll stick them on the page <laughs> coupon. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so... Barnsley 2, Burton nil. Good day for Barnsley yesterday. I know yeah, they're still a little bit behind the top three, but they have won five on the bounce. Couple of games in hand, couple of games in hand, though, Ben. They're in a worryingly good hand. Uh, Remember, Dave, always yeah. add the points per game on, I not know. three. Yes, no. <laughs> People go, oh, they've got five games in hand. Let's add on I 15 know. points. And you're like, they, 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 they are, the form, they are the form side at the moment, that's for sure. They're on 1.8 points per game at the moment, so you can add 3.6. Add 3 on points, exactly. Yeah. Sensible. Uh, Bolton 2, Exeter nil. another of the um, potential playoff <laughs> opponents, um, depending on how, they, how the season uh, pans out. Charlton 1, uh, Bristol Rovers 2, Charlton without manager. Um, yeah. Bristol Rovers' Joey Barton doing a very good job. Yeah, as manager, yeah. Cheltenham Lincoln went the way of the pair. Um, I figure one of you guys might pick Derby for Forest Green nil, featuring a hat trick from one 35 year old Dave McGoldrick. Obviously, Fleetwood and Cambridge went, Posh and Shrewsbury went. Uh, Plymouth, despite only winning 2 1, I think were back to them sort of themselves a bit. I know it's Morecambe at home and there, Mr. Penalty, Morecambe, Mr. Penalty. And they scored yeah. last minute, Morecambe, didn't they? Last yeah, exactly. Minute, so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, vale, Accrington went the way of the pair. Um, ridiculous um, Dean Lewington, new manager, bounce there. That, that, that result yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Pompey, nil. Um, MK2. Shame, uh, Wednesday, nil. Oxford, nil. How, so. how on... I've uh, seen the highlights. How on earth didn't Oxford win that game? How yeah. on um, earth didn't they win it? Yeah, they, they missed a very They couldn't late score from five yards out into an empty net. That's that's why they didn't win. <laughs> oh no, but yeah. yeah, not the not the worst result. And yeah, obviously, um, yeah, um, two games for them on the road, isn't it? Us, us, and us next up on the road for them yeah. as well. It is indeed. Um, any ones you want to pick out particularly um, from there, Craig? Um, well, yeah, I'll go I'll David McGoldrick. That was just a uh-huh. nice, nice again. Let's see him score his second career hat trick in the space of what two or three months. months. Yeah, incredible. Um, but I said some, some great finishes as well, weren't they? I think it was oh. his first or second attacking. Someone spins and hits it left. Spins spins and spins. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but the first goal we attacked the near post. You know, which yeah. is something that yesterday we didn't seem to do much. I know there's a lot of. Um, Control, not control, but a lot of hate for Ladapo saying, you know, he's not getting in the box and getting to the near post. Well, because 
very often he's the guy on the edge of the box who's held it up and laid it off to the guy that's getting the cross in. So he can't be in two places at once. But yeah, McGoldrick was in the in at the front post. Um, and say so that second guy, as you say, Ben was loading one touch left foot top corner. Thanks very much. Yeah, good luck to him. Just a, just a great play, you know, a shade yeah. more pace. I just a yard, match half a yard more pace. And, it, you know, he'd have, I know he did ultimately plan the Prem, but I think he'd have had an even even better career at a higher level because technically, what a great player. And it's really nice, isn't it? You know, obviously 35 in the sort of so-called twilight of his career and, yeah, never scored a hat, a, a, you know, a hat trick before, uh, you know. And um, as Craig said, two in a couple of months just... Just amazing. The other one, yeah, I've seen looking through it. It's not not much going on there. I mean, surely the Cowleys must be on borrowed time now. Surely, aren't they? You would yeah. think so. Uh, so they, really they seem to be winning so. all their cup games, Dave. But yeah. um, and I, I, I remember when we played them. Or no, maybe not when we played them. Or t- I was mm. picking them up, saying, you know, there's good players. That, you know, Pack and Dan Scarlett on yeah, loan, yeah. and always like Dale. Morrison. At, Centre back Bishop's mm. obviously an absolute blooming nuisance, isn't he? So, yeah, that's not going as well. But that really, I, I, I totally hate the term new manager bounce. But that totally smacked of, you know, a fair win for MK, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of because I saw the interview with Lewington, which was kind of nice. And he said, oh, you know, what a start, you know, shooing for the job. And he still said, no, I don't want it. <laughs> so I don't want it. I want to obviously keep playing. He's, I think, got, he's got another five years to play. I think, I, I, I think perhaps he would have played. He is going to play 1,500 games, isn't he? But um, And I think he perhaps would have played, but he was, he's actually out with a knock, for goodness sake. He must have been the first injury he's ever had, I'd have thought. But um, yeah, that, that was that was just nice to see, wasn't it? Really, really nice to see. Um and it'd be interesting, as we said on the pod last week, to see where perhaps Liam Manning pitches up next. Well, I mean, if uh, well, <laughs> if I were Charlton, I'd be very interested in Liam Manning. But why yeah. would you sack Ben Garner, who's like Mr. Process from Swindon, and then hire? Um, interestingly, for MK, it's it's like Darren Ferguson, Liam Richardson. You know, maybe a more long in the tooth, um, maybe yeah, manager going in there. But we will. Yeah, we don't have any of those teams coming up in the immediate future. I think so. Do we? Right. Um, questions, guys. If you want to get any questions in for myself, Dave, and Craig, uh, we will um, we will answer them right now. Uh, let's dive in. Charlie, uh, we'll go with Craig. Um, I have made looks a long, like a long work in progress. How long does he get to prove himself? Um, it probably depends how long it takes us to sign a striker in January. Um, <laughs> Is it that? Because, or, or maybe only, maybe more than one striker in January. Um, <sighs> if we've got John Jules out and Hadmi's, you know, I say we can all see that Hadmi's very, very, very raw. He looked a yeah. lot better he's in the Burton younger, game, in the Burton game against us than he has done since he's since he's been playing for us. He looked more uh, all round player. Look how they played. It was every throw in went in the box. Yeah. yeah, but he yeah. still he still to his head, wasn't it? Yeah, but he had he had Edmondson and Wolverton on toast that uh, that he evening. Did, um but so he did, he looks very raw. And I say he'll he'll get as long as it takes for us to get a, a half decent not necessarily a replacement for him, potentially a replacement for the Dapo's um starting place. So yeah, for hopefully first of January. <laughs> Could that, Dave? Could that be a bit like like a Paul Digby or something, where they kind of come in and it doesn't really get near the team, and they're off 
on loan or wherever fairly soon after. Potentially, he, as, as Craig said, he does look very, very raw. And we, we thought at the time it was a, a panic one. He came in with camera, didn't he? Pretty, pretty much last last knock into the deadline. And yeah, it, and, uh, but I think people were up for it because as Craig quite rightly said, he had a hell of a game against, you know, for Burton against his early season. So yeah, very raw. Um, you'd think he's young enough. This they must see it on the training ground. Potential, you'd think potential there to work with him. But yeah, just not showing quite yet. Mm, interesting. Um, Paul, Ben, how would you compare our speed of passing and forward momentum with a championship team such as Luton, Stoke, or Reading? You probably want to take Luton out of that equation. I mean, it might change now under Rob Edwards, but they're quite. They're actually quite direct under in a, in a good way as in switch the play, get a wing back nice and high. Um, bit more patient than the, the probably the comparisons, uh, <laughs> strangely, <laughs> considering they lost yesterday, probably more like someone like Norwich in terms of the, the speed. I think we were a little bit more efficient, though, um, in terms of our speed, not saying we're, we're, we're better. But um, I think if the overarching point he, he's making is how would that style fit in, it would, it would be okay with a few upgrades in talk um in terms what you mentioned there talk about in. knives being out for managers oh yes all is not all is not well is there well, well, well. A, a certain song that our fans were criticized for <laughs> singing was most certainly being sung um <laughs> down at um i spoke to some of my Norwich mates well in fact my Norwich mates were just texting me actually knowing what i was up to um last night so yeah um Morning from Brisbane. He reminds me of Kiefer Moore. That's probably quite a good comparison, Michael, because the, the clear one with yeah. Kiefer Moore is he wasn't quite ready at that point yeah. and needed to yeah. go at a, a different level and develop up. And he's gone so, way past where we are now, hasn't he? So he'll yeah. be playing. He'll be playing for Morocco in the 2026 World Cup. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> um, that's interesting from Lewis. Not Morgan Rogers, but um, Dan Jebison from Sheffield United. That. I really like the sound. He was don't know much about him, Ben. Don't know much about him. You know, he actually scored in the Premier League for Blades when he was like 17 or something. Um, He was at Burton, but Burton were a bit crap um, last season. But highly rated there. Obviously, they've got Njai and McBurney and Mm -hmm. Sharp and Kadra and about 18 strikers who are ahead of him. Um, Yeah, I I I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. I don't know if he's out anywhere. Um, at the moment, where but, even is Morgan but, Rogers? This where is he this season? I don't know. That's the thing, isn't it? With our with January, and our, our business in January is it's. We were talking about this in the car on the way on the way home. Is what type of player are you going to get in January? You know, you, you're either going to get someone that's going to get you pretty much everyone in agreement. You're here till May to get us promoted. Then we'll all shake box hands and say goodbye. Or you're a Premier League or a Championship, very good striker to come in and do a job or it's someone that's going to you're going to sign that's coming with you on the journey through the championship but you're you're not going to be signing those sort of players in January you wouldn't have thought I had the latter one anyway and then how do you persuade someone to only join you on a six-month contract to purely on the job to get you up and then mm-hmm. you know to say goodbye after that I don't know it's good it's tricky isn't it it's tr- really interesting to know or see who we end up um, signing in January yeah. Um, yeah. Can I take this one as well as it's vaguely championship related, Dave? If we're in the championship with this, oh, yeah, this is with you, our yeah. current squad, how do you think we would do? Go Andrew, on, it's a div- it, the squad is less relevant than how you go up and the momentum. Because sometimes we've seen teams go through and not change too much, but they mm. had a winning formula and kept going. Obviously, 
you're looking at three, four new first teamers, aren't you? That to to make you viable in the in the championship. But if you have a real settled team and you go with most of them, you can almost ride out that first um, few months in the in. It. I mean, even Rotherham this season, like yeah, by September they, you know, and they and they lost their manager as well. Yeah. Um, well Sunderland, Sunderland are doing nicely, aren't they? Without yeah, they how, how how much change have they had since? Um, not much, and the the big they spent two million on the centre half, and he's been injured for a lot of it. So the yeah. you know the big spend wasn't there. Um, this should be a fairly easy one to feel, Chris. Forty five or forty eight points at halfway stage. Are you happy with that? It's a big yes from me, Dave. I think it's a big Y yes on that as well, Ben. Yeah, I think that's um, we'd have all we'd have all settled for that. It, yes, there's a, it, and shows that we settle for that. There's a little bit of frustration attached to that. Could it? It could. Shoulda. Woulda. Coulda. Been wow. Let's face it, six, seven points more. Quite easy. But Dave, we've said this before. Unless you're going to do red in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, you're not. Gonna, you're going to. You, you're not yeah. going to win thirty three games. A, whatever, right? You know, it was a, the general consensus yesterday amongst the perhaps the more sensible of sensible of supporters was that it was perhaps you know you're going to get these bumps. It's only our third defeat of the season. We're still averaging mm. over two points a game. You are going to get these bumps in the bumps in the road. As long Especially as as long as our one Craig as well. Yeah, exactly. And as long as our <clears throat> extrapolation remains the same and Plymouth's extrapolation doesn't, then we'll all be happy, won't yeah, we? Yeah, I mean look, we're slowly getting these players back, aren't we? You know, you said uh, Evans back yesterday, you'd think hopefully no reaction harness, as Craig said, was doing drills, you know, with the subs and stuff. So yeah, you, you you're getting these players back. We've got a Luco back in the squad now. So suddenly over the last perhaps fortnight and obviously following yesterday, the squad isn't quite as Thin as as it, as it as it was looking, so yeah, can only be good and um, yeah, because a busy few weeks coming up, that's for sure. Um, this is Pete. I'll give this one to you, Craig, because you were there. Um, yesterday it seemed like every cutback cross hit the first defender. Then Ladapo and Chapman didn't once make a near post run. Dave just said Fox in the box a minute ago, didn't he? Who's at fault? Fullbacks, wingers, or strikers? And I'll throw in stacked defences as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, I think predominantly the, the last one, but there were there were chances that you know Burns had um, opportunities to um, pick pick people out. Um, but you know, if you're trying to pick out one stroke, two people in the box that's full of six or seven defenders, you're gonna have to, it's going to be a very good run and a very good pass to to pick them out, isn't it? What was your take on him yesterday, Craig? Overall, Burns. Who's- um, first half, he he was very, very, very quiet. Um, yeah. didn't, didn't do much, didn't do too much at all. Second half, he got more into it, but he was getting the ball a lot with the ball at his feet, you know, 30 yards from goal, which, you know, he did okay. And he sort of bundled his way past defenders a couple of times and got a, sh- a sort of scuffy shot in. <coughs> um, but as we all know, he's, he's much better when balls yeah, are fed on. into the channel, yeah, into channels yeah. behind fullbacks for him to sprint round and onto, but the, the space simply wasn't there, you know. They 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 were sat in. Um, but just going on to Pete's point about Chaplin, Chaplin had a very quiet game um, yesterday. Um, he tends to do that, doesn't he? He tends to have either quiet games or scoring scoring two goals <laughs> games. But um, Craig, to, to Pete's point, Chaplin, I don't think you'll see come across the near post um, like Alan no. Brazil or whoever and sticks out. No, he's going to be gonna, he's on the arriving onto stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then as, as I said before about Ladapo. It was the ball was being fed into Ladapo on the edge of the box for him to to lay off or lay to the side to the to the fullback or the wing back. He's then going to have to get on his back on his bike pretty damn quick to get to the near post to get on the end of that cross, isn't he? So 
it I just was, wasn't quite working yesterday. On that note, Ben, it was so nice last night. So um, I randomly, after after the game, I randomly switched on, um, you know, the um, post-match show on Radio Suffolk about 20 past five, just to hear GMAC said. And the next caller is, oh, it's Rich from the Blue Monday podcast. Oh, oh hello. Um, I asked a very <laughs> similar question about Ladapo, except a bit like that. Reference by Mick Mills, reference to Paul Marin and Alan Brazil. It made my day that. Made my yeah. day. And I said that. Comparing, and Rich's response was, he was taking up my airtime. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to just go down that road because I, I know Twitter can be um, slightly deranged, can't it, to say, that, say the least. But um, lots of striker um, criticisms and... Um, I know we don't want to do analysis by complete oversimplification. Oh, if you don't win a game of football, you need to do something with strikers and whatnot because you'll score more goals and, you know, it's all a bit, uh, isn't it? But um, where, where are we with, with Ladepo then, Dave? Because he was he was getting a bit of a burial on Twitter yesterday, I have to say. But, but again, as, as, as Craig said earlier, he, he invariably he is the guy that gets a ball played, played you know, gets a ball played into his feet, maybe, I'm not saying on the edge of the box, maybe 30 yards, 30 yards from goal, takes a touch, perhaps finds a, you know, finds a wide player, but then, then has to make the 20 yards to get, to get, or maybe even 30 yards to get across the near post or get into the six yard box. So it's a difficult one. And I think people have been saying it all season, a nine playing for us, you know, now that centre forward, a nine playing the way we play is going to, is, is, a, is a task because their chance creation probably isn't going to be, isn't going to be that great. So it's um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it's a kind of conundrum, really, isn't it? I think. But, but what was? So but like, like you like you said, if you can find that, I know you would call a fox in the box, whatever cliche you want, someone someone like that, then um, yeah, they, I mean, there's goals, there's, there's you know, there's goals to be had, isn't it? There really is. I think the issue being yesterday, when in the time certainly when they were kicking towards our second half, when the ball was being fed into that near post, um, there wasn't anyone on the pitch to make the run past Ladapo yeah. to, to be there, you know, because it was Aluko who was on the pitch at the time, who who I've already said was playing deeper rather than yeah. further forward. There wasn't anyone, you know, on the pitch at that point because Evans was on the pitch at that point. He was playing deep. Morsey, you know, isn't the sort of player to get to the near post. He's going to be on the penalty spot as well, isn't he? So we didn't really have that player on the pitch to make that particular run, unfortunately. Chat's talking about Connor Wickham, who's actually been better than I expected at um, Forest Green, but that doesn't. We we, we had this um, word that I was getting very cross with in preseason: a profile of player. But uh, not not sure that's the yeah. I mean, profile, he's, he, I don't know if he played that plan in a delightful pink kit at Derby yesterday. Cool. I didn't notice whether he was whether he was playing yet. Well, you wouldn't because the highlights obviously showed the Goldbridge <laughs> yeah, hat right. but. Um, I think you can call that magenta. If anyone wants to know what the Mag- colour magenta looks like, it's just forest green. For away reference, kit. forest green's away kit. Yeah. <laughs> can yeah. I just make, make a quick point, Dave? I just put the top scorers up there. Go and um, so Johnson Clark Harris plays in a three in a very attacking Peterborough mm. team. Mm. Aaron Collins plays in a two with a 10 behind him in an attacking team. It's Colby Bishop. But Burton and Mental aren't they? And, yeah. you know, there's loads of goals going in, loads of goals yeah. going against. Colby Bishop plays in a two and they put yeah. crosses and stuff in. Giovanni Brown plays in a three for Exeter with wingbacks and has scored four penalties. And then it is Anis Mometi and Connor Chaplin. So um, the striker that's being described 
doesn't exist in League One at the moment. I'm not saying they don't exist or that all-rounder up top is going. Do, do you take my point with those the players yeah. in League One that are scoring yeah. goals? There's other sacrifices being made around the team, whereas yeah. we're set up with this possession stuff where that's deemed more important. Do, do you see where I'm going with it, Dave? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. It's surprising when you know when you go through those. Um, I still think that someone like Clark Harris would score a bundle of goals for us, though. But look, uh, oh, that's clearly uh, that won't. That's not going to happen, is it? No, no, no. But um, someone of that ilk is there. I don't know. Is there anyone a, a league below? I don't know. Even saw Charlie Austin bandied about yeah. um, last week coming back from um, Australia, apparently. But it's quite interesting to look at that list there, Ben. When you do, when you do take out the penalty goals away from their total, I know they're still valid goals, etc. But from open play goals, should we say, you know, there, there's certainly when you get past the top three, people say about Cole Bishop, he's only scored six goals yeah, a lot of from open play in any yeah. way. So, yeah. as you say, that, that player either doesn't exist or you just need to play a different way and get people like Connor Chaplin, who's there on the list with eight goals from open play. Um, more more involved in making the right, right right runs the right time, but as I say, he just he just had an off day yesterday, and had he scored that goal oh, in the what, first half hour, you then it would have been a completely yeah. different game. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of completely different games, let's talk about what is coming up. If I click my buttons quickly enough, we'll get the schedule because um, this is a bit more certain than the pod schedule, which is always a bit of a nightmare. Hmm. over Christmas, but pretty tricky, I think you would agree. Um, I mean, look, we'll go in detail on the preview shows, obviously, but Oxford home, Pompey away, Lincoln away. Um, And I suppose if I had to sum up those three teams, Lincoln draw all their home games. (laughs) Pompey, Dave made a good point, though, about you wonder how patient the home fans are going to be at that point if Pompey haven't won on Boxing Day, for example. So that may play into our hands there. Oxford um, have underachieved, but don't they don't defend. I know they got a clean sheet yesterday, but they, they don't, <coughs> don't defend particularly well. And I I'm almost fancy that game, Dave, more than the other two, to be honest. Oxford home. Yeah, possibly. Games. Christ, we've got there's a bit look, that game's 14th of January is looming large, though, isn't it? Wow. And you got to hope that Oxford play a little bit more expansively than they did uh, last season. They were yeah. horrendous, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't great, but get used to it, everyone. Yeah, look, get 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 through these games. Get get through these games, and um, yeah, obviously you got the cup game. The you know you got the cup game the week before. If we can, hopefully, you know, maintain our position top two coming into that Plymouth game, it just sets it up brilliantly, doesn't it? And we should do, I think. Yeah, we. I think there's a bit of a sense we owe Plymouth one as well after that. That was such a tight game. Mm. It was a good game, wasn't it? It was a good game. No, uh, you know, just two worldies, wasn't it? And then. You and then know, the keeper the, was amazing the, at the, the end the, of the save, uh, wasn't he? It was ridiculous, wasn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Walton well, playing for us that day, mightn't he? Walton came up, didn't he? Walton well, well, came up. I, I, he did yesterday. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He got sort of bundled to the floor, but I don't, there was nothing. There was nothing in it. But you know, they're as we said, they're they're, they're used to have having facing six foot four, six foot five people from corners. Is what they do. So they're they're well drilled more than. There was a right. Was a right. Was uh, Alfie Mawson giving it out a bit at the end as well? He was a lot. Not as much as Strychek. My God. I'd for a oh, guy really? who's wearing a very ill-fitting shirt, he managed to get his. <laughs> I don't. What's what's this this 
what's that called? <laughs> I think that's doing go that. F yourself, isn't yeah, it? I, but I don't know so. what it's, it must have a name, mustn't it? That particular gesture. Yeah. But he was doing that quite a lot. The crowd were giving him pelters for, I say, wearing a. He looked like old mate at Little Britain, the only gay in the village. Tight <laughs> like crop tops, rid up on yeah. up above his belly. Um, so yeah, he was he was quite emotional after the game, striking. And then Alfie Morrison started getting involved and was giving it large to the crowd for some reason. I've no idea why. But you know, in terms of the goalkeeper, he's been getting it, so he's more than entitled to give it having just won the game. That's got no problem with that. But and a really strange comment from Ainsworth I saw about he said the players got fired up because we almost bought too much gear with us and it was spilling out outside <laughs> well, the changing room. Not that not that sort of gear, Dave. Not that sort of gear, no, not that sort of gear. Hmm. But yeah, apparently, yeah, equipment. Too much equipment. Equipment, sorry, equipment. Preface oh, okay. that. That was a um, odd, odd shout. Before we finish, let me just have a quick look at the giveaway one more time. So who is the Cripswitch Kringle? Win yourself a copy of FIFA 23 on Xbox One or two free passes for our brilliant Telegram group. Um, email your answer to bluemondayitfc at gmail.com by midnight on Christmas Eve. So if you want to enter, um, you would have had to have watched um, uh, this podcast. Right now, we'll announce the winner on Boxing Day ahead of Oxford. Let us know if you want the Telegram rather than the FIFA game, um, as that may not be appropriate for our outside of the UK um, people um, in terms of postage. There we go. Um well, we've reached another Christmas. Let's just say a big thank you once again to David and Nathan, who filled our Christmas costs there um, in the space of two lovely uh, Super Chats. So um, very kind. It would have been nice to be top at Christmas Day, wouldn't it? Were we top at Christmas? You remember when we played Wickham on New Year's Day under Lambert and COVID? No, it wasn't COVID. Just literally just before. Oh, were, we were we top at Christmas possibly. then? Possibly. Didn't we? Possibly. So we certainly when we when we played in the fourteen fifteen we went top very briefly for a few hours didn't we after we beat Brentford I Brentford. think but that was Boxing yes. Day of course I think but um, yeah yeah we'll we'll take it look we'll, we'll we'll take we'd have taken it at the start of the season so um, yeah yeah would have been nice to be top at Christmas but we'll let them have it as long as we're top at Easter that's when it counts isn't it? as Joe said as, lo- as long as we're top on his birthday Whitson. which is yeah. two days before Mike so as long as we're top on my birthday we can all have a party in Fleetwood for everyone there you go there birthday. you go yeah uh, and Charles' we coronation we were actually third uh, with 36 points from 20 games I mean that we're talking about the um, COVID the disparity between yeah. um 1.8 isn't it that there yeah. then and now w- Wickham were well top actually seven points seven points clear of us on the 25th of December 2019 feels a long time that was when wow. Paul Lambert got the new new contract on well deserved new year's, yeah he did new year, new year's day didn't yeah. he um guys thank you every much every much thank you everyone very much I got there <laughs> Craig didn't I uh <laughs> for joining us as we round out another Christmas uh david telegram is brilliant would highly recommend it as um i would totally agree there lee well done guys thank you sir thank you for joining us um paul says up yours he's obviously referring to um what the wickham goalkeeper (laughs) was doing veronica um happy (laughs) christmas to you and paul um and the southwest guys guys down there 
Um, Eric, another wonderful podcast. It's the most wonderful time. He doesn't need an excuse. Of the year. Um, right. Thank you, everybody. We'll cook another couple of those up for joining us. Get involved in the giveaway. Um, I'm going to end this right on the hour. So say goodbye, Craig. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Say goodbye, Dave. Merry Christmas, everyone. Goodbye. Merry Christmas, one and all. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.